Hi, everyone. This is Erica Spicer Mason, writer and editor with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by two guests as we'll discuss the importance of healthcare systems treating patients as unique individuals and how patients can advocate for their own health. So the two speakers joining us for this discussion today are Evan Sheaf, the Associate Vice President of Customer Strategy at NRC Health, and Cheryl Marker, a patient advocate and leader and a content creator and illustrator for Dear Chronic Pain. Evan and Cheryl, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Erica. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thrilled to have you both with us. And I'm really excited to touch on this topic today. I think it's so important, especially as many hospitals and health systems are working on patient engagement and patient satisfaction efforts. So I know we have a lot to dig into there, but before we get started, I was wondering if you would mind saying just a little bit more about yourselves and maybe your background, whatever you'd like to share. Um, Cheryl, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I am a wife and a mom to three boys, and I have been battling chronic illness after chronic illness for many years now. Um, about almost three years ago, I woke up with a headache, um, and to this day, that headache has never gone away for even a second. So I've had a 24-7 headache for almost three years now, and this kind of set the tone for like many illnesses to follow after that. So. I've now been diagnosed with many different chronic conditions, and then also recently went through um, skin cancer with melanoma. So I have had quite the journey the last three years. Wow. What a journey. Thank you, Cheryl. And we'll definitely get into that some more, but I appreciate you sharing that right off the bat. Um, Evan, if you wouldn't mind saying a little bit about yourself too. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, I'm with NRC Health, and essentially what I get to do is I get to partner with health systems across the country to help better engage and connect with their patients, their communities, and the people that they serve to try and get to this fundamental notion of human understanding and treating people uniquely. I'm excited to to hear more about your story, Cheryl, and 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 some of the things that you've gone through. I think a lot of what you've tried to accomplish and do is what I get to try and move health systems towards every day, which is to bettering the experience that you had and the experience that you will have in the future. So I get to partner with those organizations and bring data and insights and uh, best practices to do that. So it's great to be on today. I'm excited to to talk about this in such an impactful way. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Evan. And I share the excitement. So thank you both again for being here. And Cheryl, what you said in your intro about, you know, that 24-7 headache that you've had for some time now, I, I really can't imagine that experience. And I'm sure in your journey as a patient, you've potentially run into some barriers in the care journey and maybe um, some interactions with providers that have gone well or maybe not. Um, so I was wondering if you could just start us off here by sharing how you've encountered situations where you felt that maybe your individual needs and preferences were or were not considered and how did that impact your overall experience? Yeah. So, um, we'll kind of start a little bit about, uh, maybe the not so good experience because that's kind of what started this journey for me, unfortunately. So, um, with my headache, I was definitely lumped into a category of chronic migraine at first, and I was treated as a chronic migraine patient. 
And after many failed attempts to treat me, in hindsight, what this looked like to me as like a patient was that this provider probably offers the same treatment or advice to every patient without considering individual needs or conditions. And, to, you know, just to anyone who has headaches or migraines over two weeks a month. Um, and so it was so much more than that for me. Um, and I just felt like I wasn't being heard. Um, and I just also felt like there was no medical curiosity to dive any deeper into my case. I felt like I had a pretty complex case, but I was treated as just like a basic chronic migraine case. And in turn, one of the treatments that he offered actually led to me having another chronic condition. Um, and so that was very unfortunate that, you know, if we would have dived deeper into, you know, what this is like kind of the root cause and, and maybe some of the other things that I'm going through aside from the headache, we could have maybe prevented uh, leading to another condition uh, for a treatment that I um, had taken. And so what that did for me was it made me mistrust the healthcare system. And it really was difficult for me to move forward to feel like I could find, you know, a good provider in the future that really heard me um, and wanted to really help me. And so that was very difficult for me in the beginning. I, I definitely had a lot of tears and just, I guess I just kind of lost hope for a little bit. And um, so that was really difficult for me in the beginning. And that was definitely an experience that I felt like was a very negative one for me. Absolutely. And what you've noted, you know, I can certainly understand kind of getting the sense of mistrust over time after you feel like you're not heard on so many instances. So again, so sorry to hear that that experience happened to you, Cheryl. And you know, on the flip side, was there ever a time that you can recall where you felt like a provider really did kind of get a sense of you as an individual and maybe took a little bit more time to, you know, cater the care to your own needs and what you were expressing? Would love to hear any, you know, any experiences to the contrary that would be helpful to hear too. Yes. So after seeing two neurologists, um, I finally found, I feel like I say I hit the jackpot with my third one. Um, and she is unlike any other doctor I've ever had. And my initial appointment with, with her was four hours long. And that should tell you something right there. I mean, she really, truly went into my health history and just really listened to everything I had to say. And we actually ran out of time at our appointment. She called me on her way home to further discuss some things that were really important to her. And I just was baffled by that. Um, but it immediately made me feel connected to her because I could tell that she's not just there for the paycheck and this is truly her passion and she really does want to help me. And from there, she has completely involved me in my treatment plans, uh, specific to my medical history and medication sensitivities. And she has taken the time to hear my concerns and answer my questions um, and so it really has been the most pleasant experience that I've had as a patient and also restores my faith a little bit more in the healthcare system. Well, what a weight off your shoulders, Cheryl, right? Like yes. I think about you're going through, you, you, you are in pain, you're uncomfortable, you're scared, you don't know what's happening. And then to have someone who isn't engaged with you and then to have someone 
who truly spends the time to get to know you. I mean, there's an emotional component to that, right? There's oh, an emotional absolutely. weight being lifted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally cried happy tears. I couldn't believe that I found someone. Like, I didn't really know that a, a provider existed like this, to be honest. Like, right. I had right. just had that experience before. So, like I said, I feel like I hit the jackpot, and I truly feel like I'm in the best hands now. That's amazing. It probably also, I mean, I would think about the quality of the care that you're getting, right? So you know that this provider is dedicated to knowing you, dedicated to having a connection with you, spending the time. So they're gonna they're gonna be hyper focused on things that maybe someone who's rushed or moving through things might not be. I mean, so there's this element of not only your emotional peace and connection and trust, but also we know we're gonna get to the bottom of it. We're gonna find the right treatment. I think I go back to your quote there, Cheryl, about hope, right? You're, you're far more yeah. hopeful in that endeavor. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, and that's something that when you're in chronic pain, you really have to hold on to um, is just hope. You know, hope that one day we will find answers and that I will, you know, even if we don't find a cure, maybe just the redu the reduction of pain would be, um, you know, helpful as well. So definitely. Yeah, thank you both so much. And Cheryl, that example of your neurologist calling you on her way home when you ran out of time at your appointment, what a powerful example of a gesture that might seem small, but it would mean huge things to a patient, especially um, one in chronic pain. So thank you again for sharing. And, and Evan, I wanted to turn to you as well, because I know that NRC Health is really well-versed especially in market research. And, you know, we've touched many times now on this concept of individuality and also, you know, humanity and healthcare. So when it comes to research involving these concepts in healthcare, have you seen any major themes emerge that are related to treating people as unique individuals? Yeah, absolutely. Great, great question, Erica. So the, the short answer is yes, right? So a lot of what we, I'm hearing you say, Cheryl, is, is seen across the country. And, and a lot of people are experiencing this. So when we look at the millions of data points across the country that we look at and we gather from our partners, from our consumer research, we find a lot of interesting things, things around the 75% um, of people, frequent healthcare consumers, people who are often engaged, they're frustrated. They're frustrated for so many different aspects, but one of them being that the health system doesn't know who I am. So a lot of what you were saying, Cheryl, a lot of your statements, you know, you were treated the same as, as anybody who walked in. You felt like you weren't being heard. I mean, that is a reoccurring theme that we're seeing across the country, across different service lines, across different healthcare encounters. And when we go out and we try to learn more about that, so we know that there's frustration there and we know that that's a challenge and we try to figure out, well, well what is moving that needle? What we found is that when you take a step outside of healthcare, and you look at any other industry, any other consumer interaction that we have, people say that being treated as a unique person is twice as, two times as more important in healthcare than anything else. So people want to be treated more uniquely in healthcare than in any other industry. And if we take a step back and think about all the ways other industries are accomplishing this, right? I mean, I think about even just to, to use kind of a silly example, Every single morning, the place that I go to get my coffee, the individual, the barista there knows my name, my wife's name, my dog's name, where I work, what I do, uh, all of these things. But when I go into my provider's office, it's not the same. So I think about 
the emotional connection and the level of service and quality, et cetera, that, that you miss out on, Cheryl, in the beginning until you found that provider, it, it directly fits in line with that. And I think the other key element to this is that even in your case, Cheryl, or a lot of people, over 99% of your life isn't in the doctor's office. Even if that provider spending that four-hour call with you, the majority of your life is not within that context. And so how do we really start to take that and what's the most important parts of our lives, which is the parts outside of that encounter, and bring it into something very personal, very vulnerable, very vulnerable, very scary, all of those things. So what we're trying to do is better understand, we know that that's the key. We know that the key is to treat people uniquely. And so to hear stories like your Cheryl, where you're able to find that person and be able to see in real time what that feels like, I mean, that just validates everything that we're doing and what we're seeing across the country. Yeah, that really struck a chord with me with these saying about the barista, you know, and, and having that, you know, individual and personalized connection, um, but not having that with your provider. And I agree. I've, you know, I kind of had the same with the barista once where um, she no longer works there, unfortunately, but it was so nice to go there and have a pleasant experience knowing that that person knew a little bit about me and my son that we would always go there together. And um, you're right. I mean, you really don't speak about the, uh, you know, the the things that can impact your life with chronic pain. So like I'm a mother that that impacts me severely. Um, and there's a lot of doctors who don't even know that I'm a mother. Um, exactly. And so I think it's very important to dive deeper into the human connection um, because that also, you know, fosters trust from the beginning as well. Just even a little bit about you you know, a, a provider asking that to a patient um, just really kind of humanizes things a little bit. So I I definitely uh, see your point there. And that is uh, really struck a chord with me with you saying that. Well, to go back to the theme of hope, Cheryl, right? Uh, when you talk about you being a mother, having three boys at home, when you think about getting getting treatment, getting care, hopefully either finding a cure or lessening those symptoms, I think having the conversation with a provider can be so much different if it's if it's the difference between, well, let's get these symptoms better and or excuse me, or let's get you back to going and being able to play outside with your kids. Let's get to being able to go to that that band concert, go to that sporting event, being able to do that and be present and be in the moment. Right. That's a much different approach to how we might deliver care and how we might find the best solution for you in your world, Cheryl. Absolutely. Yes, that is so important to me. Um, I think any mom who goes through a chronic condition and definitely chronic pain, it's definitely difficult to navigate uh, the priorities sometimes, because if you don't take care of yourself, it's hard to take care of anybody else. And so that's a big impact in my life. And yeah, I, I wish more providers knew you know, a little bit about my personal life, just and how that that affects, you know, the illnesses and the pain affect uh, that part of my life as well. Thank you both so much again. This is such an insightful dialogue that I'm hearing between you two. So I appreciate everything that you're sharing so candidly. And to Evan's points about, you know, what providers can do to kind of change that framing or that mindset or approach to 
how they're addressing their patients and how they're learning about the details of their lives. I know that's such a big piece of this, but then there's also, it sounds like a degree to which as a patient, you know, there are some things that you can do as a patient to kind of advocate for yourself. So Cheryl, I would love to know, based on your experiences, what advice would you give to patients who are navigating their care right now, especially if they're struggling here? And what can they really do to to get support from their families too? Yeah, great question. Um, So based off of my experience, I'll be speaking more about the chronic condition side, uh, because that is my experience. So, um, you know, just really... uh, prepare for your appointment. And not only does that help you, but that helps the provider as well. Um, So write down questions, keep a symptom journal, join support groups, educate yourself about, you know, your symptoms or your condition, and then advocate for your needs. Um, You know, I think a lot of people don't understand that the advocating is a very important role in, in your journey of healthcare sometimes doctors can't read everything you're saying too. And so it's important to really uh, push for, you know, things. And and it's important to remember that you are the expert in your own body. And so if something doesn't feel right, um, don't be afraid to voice your concerns and fight for answers because you know your body best. And, um, and I think, you know, having all those things, you know, preparing for your appointment, writing down questions that helps you and the doctor So that would be my biggest advice for people going through, you know, a similar health struggle uh, of trying to find answers or getting a diagnosis. Um, All those key components are very important in trying to piece together the puzzle of of a diagnosis. Yeah, such helpful advice, especially I know you mentioned, Cheryl, writing down questions, joining support groups, educating yourself and not being afraid to speak up. You know, I, I know that it can be, a tim- I'm sure it can be intimidating in care settings, um, but definitely important things for, for folks to keep in mind. And Evan, I'd love to hear your side of this too. You know, it, are you seeing ways in which patients can more effectively share what's important to them with their providers? You know, navigating care is hard enough. So would love to hear your perspective on how patients um, can do this better. Well, I think Cheryl summed it up way better than I could, which is advocate for your needs. I think that's such a great little segment that I would take with and and run with, right? You're the expert in your own story and your own connection to this experience, right? So when we look at trying to coach and navigate our partners and the things that they do, we we went out and we did some some quantitative research to better understand what can that look like? What does advocacy look like? What does human understanding really look like in that interaction? And really three main themes come out. Connect with me, listen with me, partner with me. So those are three key fundamental elements that if we can do those three things in that interaction between me, the patient, and you, the provider, we can really fundamentally change the way that we deliver care, have an interaction, and understand me. So I think about when when I walk into any sort of um, clinical encounter or when my loved ones do that, I, I frame it in that framework, right? Does your provider connect with you? Is your provider actually listening to you and connecting with you? And are they treating you as a partner, right? What is that with peer-like relationship and partnering with you to find the best outcome for you? And I think you can frame then questions and your engagement around that. So when I when we talk about advocating for your needs, 
if you're walking in and you're having a difficult scenario, you're you're not feeling well, you're struggling, you're you're worried, really hitting on those and saying, is this the right place for me to be if I'm not able to get that? Because this is just as important in my care as all of the other elements. Mm-hmm. It's speaking for myself and a community online that you know I I provide support to. I, I see a lot of feedback with patients that are a chronic illness or chronic pain patients. And the number one thing that I always hear is I want to feel seen and heard. That listening component is just huge with a provider. And I think a lot of these patients are also coming from scenarios where they weren't seen and heard. And so that's why it's so important to them is because they've had so many experiences where they haven't been seen and heard before. So they're craving that connection with a provider and hoping to get it right off the bat from the first experience and the first appointment. And I think to your point, Cheryl, that that feeling seen and heard can take many different forms, all the way from the very simple to the really outstanding, right? So the really outstanding being that four-hour appointment that you had with that neurologist, that call on the way home. I mean, that is such a powerful moment. But all the way through to the simple, right? When the provider walks in, does the provider sit down and look you in the eye? Are they staring at the computer screen? Uh, Are they standing and holding the door on the way out, asking you any questions as I'm holding the door handle, right? I mean, these are all little things that we as patients can look for and advocate for and be champions for our providers and health systems to grow and be better because those are the things that are going to be that extra that extra piece that helps us get through difficult times, helps us get through the challenge and, and meets us as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you both so much again. And Evan, those three principles of connect, listen, and partner definitely have stuck with me. And I think they will with our listeners too, especially because Cheryl's story so well highlights how accomplishing all three of those really leads to a a better experience. So thank you both again for your time and, and for the thought provoking discussion today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that we got to discuss, you know, this very important topic in healthcare that definitely needs some changes, but I think, you know, we can get there in the future. Couldn't agree more, Cheryl. I think while there's opportunity, we can definitely, uh, definitely make things better. I'm confident in that. Absolutely. Well, thank you both again. And we'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor today, NRC Health. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com backslash podcasts.